We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Urgent breaking news. Ryan Poles has traded the number one draft pick to the Carolina Panthers. This is not a drill. Number one for number nine, number 61 in this draft, a first round pick next year in 2024, and a second round pick in 2025, and wide receiver DJ Moore. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Way to go, Ryan Poles. And now Walker fires downfield, looking for DJ Moore. Oh, my God. It's a diving catch for a Panthers touchdown. Wow. DJ Moore, unreal. Let's get some insight from Carolina. Chris McLean covers the Panthers, WFNZ in Charlotte. He's fearless. He'll go over the middle and he'll catch anything. His run after the catch ability is amazing. Justin Fields is going to love him. You know, when we've been talking in the mornings here in Charlotte about it, and it kills me, by the way, you know, we do a morning show and now you guys can relate to this. The fact that this happens now and I have to wait till Monday, (laughs) I'm glad you you called because my wife didn't want to hear about this. I'm I'm glad you called. Bears fans are at home right now going we, we've never seen anything like this justin is in plainfield that carolina pick they're gonna be awful next year i would assume so that could be a top 10 pick which is just amazing big steve i'm thrilled i'm over the hill with this trade they got the best package they could possibly get so i'm loving it brody is in the quad city steve. oh my god i would have taken that trade without dj moore it's such a good trade these are great days we're living bros take that second round pick trade it for derrick henry sign an offensive of linemen and then just draft nothing but defense. Eight Super Bowls in a row. Like, so excited. Like, bear down, Chicago Bears. Brody is feeling it. Gentlemen, the only question is, not will they repeat, but how many times? You know, I, I don't think we're talking about a repeat, a three-peat, or even a four-peat. That's right. We're talking a minimum eight-peat. Absolutely. What an amazing haul for Ryan Poles. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. God but. bless Lovey Smith. One, two, three. And here, here we go, Tim. Here we go. Here we go, Tim. Here we go, Tony. 
the Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. I feel like we need a reset. I feel like we need to just kind of put all of the pieces together, zoom out a little bit, and see if we can see the plan of what Ryan Poles is doing. Hmm. All right, so first things first, he makes a historically early trade. Yeah. Of the number one pick. After totally telegraphing that at the combine, by the way, remember we flagged it right away. He was asked, like, could you make this deal before free agency? And he said, well, it's a good question. Yeah, because there might be players involved. So now DJ Moore, they don't need to hunt wide receivers this free agent period, really. Right. So he he checks off wide receiver one. Yep. And he adds, at the time, the most expensive piece on the Bears, even though it's a very reasonable contract. He was their highest paid player for, for next year on the books. Then free agency opens today, and it's cheap, smart linebacker. Local kid who wore the green dot. In on the number one defense in Philly. Number one defense in Philly just went to a Super Bowl. Great collegian, undrafted, undersized, a little underspeeded, but hell of a football player. Thrilled to be here. Easy value. And then nothing happens for a while, mm-hmm. right? It, McGlinchey gets a huge deal. Hargrave gets a huge deal. Yeah, that stuff happened first, right? Hargrave gone, McGlinchey gone, Jawan Taylor gone. Oh, no, but, T- that, but that T- happened T- after T- Edwards. TJ yeah. Edwards happened first, right? Yep. Yeah, and then, like, the market started getting set at these premium positions that we thought that the Bears needed. Three technique, right tackle, et cetera. Like, huh, all right. They're not, they're not setting the market at premium positions. So I came on the air today thinking, I wonder if he's going to replicate the DJ Moore move. If he's going to acquire an expensive player at a premium position because he doesn't like those guys in free agency and trade for a Laramie Tunsil type. That was my speculation at the start of the show when he didn't set the market on three technique and offensive tackle. Laramie Tunsil, phenomenal uh, left tackle in Houston and is going into the last year of his deal Correct. And, and wants to renegotiate. Wants to renegotiate and get a, a market-setting deal for left tackle. By the way, Austin Eckler says he wants a trade, too. It's a running back, manageable cap hit going into the final year of his deal. I'm not interested in trading any resources for a running back. Not interested either. I mean, he's crazy productive. Really good. A, a great touchdown player and all that. But, I mean, but no, you're not. There's there's good running backs in the draft. You're, you're either throwing money at running back or draft picks at running back. You're not throwing not a both. draft pick and money at a running right. back. That's not happening. Um, and then he does set the market on a non-premium position that he had previously not been willing to set the market at. And I know Roquan Smith and Tremaine Edmonds are different players, but they're both inside backers. They're, they're similar enough uh, players that – is head-scratching for sure. Tremaine Edmonds is younger. It's front-loaded. It's a four-year deal instead of a five-year deal. He's four inches taller, and his arms are two and a half inches longer. Better in coverage, but probably not as prolific as a tackler. But he does have five seasons in the NFL, five 100-plus tackle seasons, but only five Career interceptions, zero career touchdowns, two Uh career forced fumbles, zero career fumble recoveries, six and a half sacks. Uh So not an impact player to this point. And then he signs uh, the guard. Nate Davis from Tennessee. From Tennessee. 54 starts in four years at right guard. Good run blocker. Hurt last year. 
Uh, maybe he'll move to left guard. Maybe this means Cody Whitehair's on his way out. Maybe Tevin Jenkins is moving. We don't really know what yeah. the ramifications are there, but a solid addition on the offensive line. That one I don't think is tough to really explain. So they still, as you're zooming out, they still need what we thought their biggest needs were. They still need right tackle or left tackle. They still need a tackle. Yep. They still need a three technique. Yep. They still need an edge rusher. Yep. And they still need a center. Right? Yeah. They need they need all of those positions. Now, now they have four picks in the top 64. Yep. Cody Whitehair has played center in the past if they wanted to keep and go that way. But that'd be what the fourth time he's uh-huh. moved back and forth between right. center and guard and he's not under contract beyond this year. I mean, I yes, uh, he has done it. They have Lucas Patrick has done it. Are they going to run Lucas Patrick back? Remember, that's their guy. That's Getsy's guy. They might be thinking that they're going to run that back at center. Um, I, I mean, I guess that's possible, but I, I think they need – I guess I'd be a little surprised if they're not looking for something long-term for Fields to get some continuity you know, with, with a center. You know me. I want that center from Minnesota, that John John Michael Schmitz. Right. With, there is a Jingleheimer there, in there. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. And um, his name is, is also my name. So the best free agent who hasn't signed is Draymond Jones, correct? That's the best free agent at a premium position who has not signed. The three technique, 25 years old from the Denver Broncos. If the Bears sign him, hmm. then it all does make sense, right? Like, isn't the, isn't the part that's weird about it mostly like the order, not the pieces themselves? Well, w- what if they sign Orlando Brown Jr., which he, he might be the best uh, free agent? Maybe. Theoretically. So, so I kind of wrote him off yeah. when the Chiefs let him go and signed a guy who had only played right tackle to play left tackle. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, obviously Ryan Poles is his own man, but I'm assuming that there is some symmetry and symmetry of thought between him and Brett Veach in Kansas city. It would just surprise me if the chiefs used the franchise tag on a guy, he had a bad year. They let him go. They converted a right tackle to protect the most valuable asset on the NFL, Pat Mahomes. And then, Ryan Poles went out and gave the guy $20 million a year. That would surprise me. If they sign either a three-tech or a tackle, yeah, then I think, yes, it will just feel like the order caught us by surprise. And that can just be machinations with agents and how it all works. I, I, I think that that is mostly true. But there is this, this battle, and we've been able to mitigate it through several different logical things, but I think it still exists. It sounds like for you, and it does still exist for me, we ascribed so much new school football strategy to polls in these guys in terms of not paying linebackers that it just feels weird. It feels weird, especially the premium for the middle linebacker, because I, I think we, we've come to think that, boy, those linebackers, those hundred plus tackle years like Tremaine Edmonds has put up, that's due to that great defensive line in front of him and the nature of the position and everything like that. You need splash plays. You need difference makers. And both of these linebackers feel like really good players and young, and the timeline is exciting, and I like all of that, but they don't f- read like playmakers and difference makers. So you still feel like you're lacking that. See, and I think my perception of Tremaine Edmonds as just an NFL fan has always been, man, this guy's really good. He can do everything. Like huge 
six four, six five, two hundred and fifty pounds, uh-huh. can do everything. When I pulled up his pro football reference page, I was surprised at the lack of production. At at the lack of game changing production. And our guest, who was the sideline reporter for the Bills, said he thought that some of that was scheme, some of it was some weakness at the point of attack. Some but, of some of it might be a little tr- trouble to diagnose at the beginning of a play. Yeah. But that that one surprises me, given that he's known for being arguably the best coverage linebacker in the NFL. Like, wouldn't you have to be good at diagnosing things if you're a good if you're good at coverage? Yes, but I think if you're that tall and that long, that helps in your coverage as well. And the guest said, zone coverage really the strength. Man coverage for any linebacker can be can be a challenge. But what's interesting to me, as I pointed out to him, it's not just fans saying that or media saying that. Leslie Frazier said we need more splash plays from him. Yeah. Saying that out Sa- loud. Same thing the Bears said about Roquan. And I get the logic of not doing it with Roquan. That part of it doesn't really bother me because I was so in from the beginning of the year. And, uh-huh. oh, my God, they're not going to be good, guys. What are we talking about? They're carrying $80-plus million sure. in, in dead cap space. And it helped the, the tank. And, and, and it helped the tank, right. And he didn't have an agent, and there were like like just like a couple of blips along the way. Right. So trading Roquan – and then signing a dude who is similar to Roquan uh, in some ways to a shorter front-loaded deal mm-hmm. after you already secured the number one pick, that doesn't I, scream logical inconsistency. I, 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 I agree. I, I agree. And, and it, it took me a little bit, but I, I got there as well. They also got the second-round pick, and they got the tank and everything like that. Yeah. Here's, here's the other thing, and I, and I said this at the top, like made me think about the soft factors with Roquan a little. I don't know how much it played into it. I can't speak to Nate Davis because I don't know about Nate Davis, but we can speak to these linebackers now. We had a great conversation with TJ Edwards an hour ago, and that conversation about Tremaine Edmonds and knowing the family a, a little bit and seeing how the family is. Both those linebackers, not only do they give them the flexibility to do what they want schematically and can really get moved around and do stuff, they love football. They are high-character guys who have improved, who work on their games, and who— And are young. And are young. All, th- all three of the guys all are young. All three are young. So they, You're signing them for their 20s, not their 30s. Correct. They gave these guys money for years, like, and, and that includes DJ Moore now. And I bet they did their homework on what kind of person DJ Moore is. We talked to the Charlotte reporter on Friday, the Charlotte guy, who said that that moment where DJ Moore took off his helmet was out of character and there's literally been nothing else, uh, you know, uh, in his entire Panthers career to give you pause. So they got the personality and character profiles that they wanted as well as the prime years in their 20s. Right. And th- th- those two things I like a lot. Yeah, that, that makes all the sense in the world in terms of the soft factors and why you especially would, would really like that. I um, but the, And they like it. I know, and, and, they, and they, they say they like it, but everybody, <laughs> sa- everybody says they like it. Yeah. But, you, but you need talent, man. Like, you, are, they, are they going to? It'll be interesting. And obviously, they still have a bunch of cap money to spend, and free agency is not over. But it would be... F- very risky to try to go into the draft and say we are going to hit on starters at tackle at and multiple three premium positions. Uh, they, they, they need one more. They need a ta- they need a tackle and uh, and a, and a it just, and it just a three tackle like or an edge. Yeah, the, yeah, like, like, and like a difference making plus plus player at that position. Yeah, because on the offensive line, like Davis seems like a nice player, but. Not necessarily 
you know, a perennial Pro Bowl caliber guy, the leader alpha dog of your offensive line. He seems like he's just a guy. Uh, and these linebackers, I mean, he, uh, our guest said that Sal, uh, that the Tremaine Edmonds was not the alpha dog of a defense. Now, maybe that's Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson. Like, maybe they feel like they already have that. Might also be TJ uh, Edwards, you know? Might, might be. More so than Edmonds, and that's okay. Yeah, might be. It just – it. Pass rush in three technique and tackle remain issues. Hitting and and they are hugely premium positions. So that that's what is uh, I think the uneasy feeling of this is the allocation of those resources to like the fourth, fifth, and sixth right. biggest needs as opposed to the first, second, and third. I think that's right. That, but the other thing that goes along with that, and I don't know how much of it is by design or just carefully chosen as they go, they haven't broken the bank on these guys. I know that's a big deal for a middle linebacker, but it's front-loaded, and they still could sign Draymond Jones, or they still could potentially sign Orlando Brown and put him over there at right tackle. I mean, they could. They have room to still do that kind of thing. Yep. And and so they are, you know, value shopping with TJ Edwards, real solid off- offensive line value with, with Nate Davis, tremendous um, known cost certainty with DJ Moore. That's just my favorite move of all of these by far. Incredible. For, for that wide receiver, there's still, there's still people who need to be sort of convinced on the caliber of wide receiver that DJ Moore is. Maybe that's because he's not your prototypical big-bodied coverage dictating number one on the uh, on the goal line. He's not Calvin Johnson or Julio Jones, but he is the number one through both production and targets and route running and and all of that. But just us saying it is not going to be enough. Here's Tom Thayer with uh, answering a question from from David Haw on uh, on DJ Moore. I think he is he is a legitimate number one. You know, so he's he's the fifth best in the league with 50 catches at 11.2 yards per catch. My concern is 2.9 yards after the catch is yak yards, only 182 yards uh, this year after catches. So, I mean, the kid has got, um, you know, outwardly he's got everything you want. You know, he's not a diva. He's not a, you know, a high attitude locker room guy. He's super supportive to the quarterback, no matter who's he's, who he's played with over the course of his career. I did have a chance to have a long conversation this morning with Ron Rivera, who was his coach for the first two years in the league. And I, and I, you know, said, I don't, don't give me coach speak. I'm not someone that's talking to you for the first time in our lives. You and I have spent a long time together as friends in the football business and everything. And he, you know, he was shooting it straight. He goes, look, man, this guy is a model number one, a one B receiver. He's great in the locker room. He's super supportive to the rest of his teammates. He's great with his quarterback. He'll be instrumental in the further development of a guy like Justin. So it's nice hearing complimentary things about a guy that you're bringing on board so you don't have to be, you know, sensitive around him in the locker room. You know, is he a temperamental guy that will get offended easily? And that's just not the case with DJ Moore. That's good stuff because some of the factors of what what does being a number one wide receiver mean? It means you are the guy that the quarterback trusts to run exactly the right pattern every time. You're going to be his default de facto 
number one look most of the time, and he's going to be a relationship that matters to you. And if Ron Rivera can say that is what DJ Moore brings after coaching him for two years, yeah, that's really that's powerful for me. I think that that makes sense. Uh, I had no, I didn't know that people would still need to be sold on him after presumably doing some reading on him. You know, like. The guy is is like historically productive in terms of consistency of production for under twenty five years old in the NFL for no, like number of eleven hundred yards. I think it was it was the stat was uh, receivers with three twelve hundred yard plus seasons from scrimmage, factoring in his rushing yards, like you know the end arounds and jet sweeps mm-hmm. uh, under twenty five. It was like Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, DJ Moore, and three other dudes. You know what I mean? Like he he is a great, and he did it with Will Greer and PJ Walker and Sam Darnold and the, and Baker Mayfield throwing him the ball. Like so, I got, I don't think it's a tough sell on him, and I think Bears fans will love him as as soon as they see him. I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't think that one's gonna be very tough. And some texters are making a good point. They're saying, Danny, you said all along like. You're not going to be able to do all of this in one offseason. That's why I wanted to zoom out here at the start of the 5 o'clock hour. To me, it's like the sequencing of events. Like, I didn't think they could fill every hole in one offseason or even after the draft. I'm not saying they're going to be a complete roster. I just figured, like I think the vast majority of careful Bears observers figured, that it would be more on the premium positions. Yeah, no, I, I get, I get it totally. That they, 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 they but, would have figured out a way to three technique and right tackle, uh-huh. and then okay, we'll, we're going to upgrade at uh, linebacker and guard. Sure. going forward. You know what I mean? I, I just, I, the, the, it's the order to me that is a little surprising. I, I get it, but like people overpay for those premium positions, especially here on day one of free agency. People pay like crazy. Yep. Because those are the premium positions. That's what everybody wants and everybody needs. So, you know, they are, because of all the needs, maybe they felt like they're not in the position to do what you do on day one of free agency, which is pay a crazy amount for Mike McGlinchey or pay a crazy amount for Javon Hargrave. And, you know, those guys, but I bet you if they don't end up going premium on that stuff and they do save some cap space, Lord knows that's what they'll do next year when they feel closer because San Francisco is trying to win it right now. It's worth the cost and maybe the potential hamstringing of the Hargrave deal. Um, You know, it's like Kansas City trying to win it right now. It's worth the cost of the Juwan Taylor deal. Uh, Denver has no choice because of the cost of Russell Wilson to try and go for it right now. So they go ahead and go for it with Mike McGlinchey. So Bears are not there. So if they're deciding not to pay a premium at those positions on day one, I get it. Yeah, I I still think there's going to be a big ticket item at a premium position because there was in DJ Moore, and they still have to spend money. So whether it's Draymond Jones or mm-hmm. Orlando Brown or via a trade, I still I, I I'll go down with the ship. Yeah, of of thinking that it's order of events and that they will address one of the premium positions. In free agency, pass rush or no, or trade with okay, a, right, with, right, a, right. with, a, with an ex- with a veteran, veteran, a veteran expensive. expensive piece, either an edge rusher, a three technique, or a tackle. They will they will do that in free agency or trade or, or trade. I just, still I I think so. I just I it just 
They have the money to spend, and it's just a huge roll of the dice to go into a year with expectations. I rolled my eyes, or I scoffed. I scoffed at you. I borrowed your move, and I yeah, scoffed. I get it. Early on when you talked about trading for Laramie Tunsil, like trading more draft capital or something like that. But, man, teams get crazy. Teams get crazy, and they, and they want picks. So if it's like if they can find a way to not give up too much in the picks but add that premium position that way, well, the example I used was would you would nine you, to twelve? Would you move down from nine to twelve with Houston for Laramie Tunsil and have them throw in like a fifth round pick? You know, would would you would you do that? But I do. and then and then you but then you got to give Laramie Tunsil a hundred and forty million dollar contract with sixty of it guaranteed. Would you do that? But Bears would throw in the fifth round pick. Is no, I, I think the Texans. I I, I think to move moving down three spots it costs a lot, man. So Laramie Tunsil to move down three spots. You get you get Laramie Tunsil. You move down three spots, and the Texans give you a late round. And pick. he lives with you, Speaks. You're getting Laramie Tunsil. He's moving into your condo. Is he bringing the gas mask? Because I've never done that, but I'd consider it just with him. Oh, I would well, do a gas mask bong with Laramie Tunsil. Kick it old school. That's for what I'm a saying. Day. Yeah, that'd when, be fun. When the OG of the gas mask. All due respect to anybody who served and actually used one. But, you know, <laughs> Laramie Tunsil is the OG of the marijuana gas mask at this point. Yeah, they're not all the same gas mask. His was a gas mask bong. I don't think his would have actually functioned as a legitimate, like, wartime was gas mask. Was it converted? Was it converted from a war? Or did they make the gas no, mask No, yeah, bongs? he's not the first person to do the gas mask bong. Stay no. off the weed. It's <laughs> terrible advice. Yeah. It's terrible advice. It's legal right. and often medicinal. I, mean, I I don't know what kind of sense of humor Laramie Tunsil has about that these days. I don't either. I, but I, I'd love to make jokes about him uh, with him on the show and yeah. see if he stays on the phone. I'd like to bring one. <laughs> I, I'd yeah. like to have him in studio and bring the gas mask and see if and we can offer to pass it to him. Yeah, He's absolutely. downstairs right now, actually. <laughs> That's so wild. That's Shane, been a good, good day. You. You're on fire, man. First TJ Edwards, now Laramie Tunsil downstairs, and Tyler Buterbaugh brought the gas mask from home. Man, thank you. So you think people still need to be sold on the biggest move of this whole thing? We've got some people who I think can do that for you. It's coming up. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Critics call it Empire meets Nashville meets Succession. Afternoons on the score. So you posited that they still need convincing some people on the big trade. On DJ Moore. Interesting. Being a one. Um, I've gotten that from just uh, just a few, but I have gotten it on the Twitters and sometimes on the texts and like just a little pushback when you go ahead and call DJ Moore a one. Uh, granted, his career receiving yards in three seasons, four, no. four, four seasons, yeah, four seasons would put him number one on the Bears all time list ahead of Johnny Morris. He'd be number one. All time in five seasons. Yards. Five seasons. Five seasons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. F- Fifty-two hundred yards. Excuse me. Yeah. It's okay. Sorry. No, because he, we had the, he had the three big seasons. Right. Had, three big seasons. Uh, and then yes, and this past year numbers were were down a bit, but him and Baker Mayfield never got on the same page. Baker Mayfield never got on the same page with everybody, anybody, mm-hmm. but actually was his best touchdown season, uh, ironically enough. But the guy has had um, five predominant but like a seven different quarterbacks in five years in Carolina and he still has yeah 5,200 receiving yards in five years which yes as you pointed out is more than Johnny Morris had in his career with the Bears but also the possibility of what it means for Justin Fields here's a pretty smart NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky talking about it 
What does this all mean for Fields in Chicago? Justin Fields will play MVP-level football for the next two seasons. And, and that's what the Bears believe, and this trade helps that. I like the trade for both places. Carolina needed to jump, and now Justin Fields has a chance. I mean, Mike T., when you say he hasn't had a lot to work with, I, I, would, I would argue that, like, he's had the worst situation in the, in the NFL to work with. And I understand that you point out 140 sacks, interceptions, and uh, the turnovers or whatever. The, the, how many of those are sacks? Of course he was sacked a ton. It was the worst offensive line in football. Now he has competent help around him. I would pose this question because everyone wa- is going to correlate this situation to Jalen Hurts. I'd also correlate this situation to Josh Allen in Buffalo. Who was more impressive their first two years in the NFL as players in the NFL? Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields and Josh Allen. Who's been more impressive their first two years in the NFL? Justin Fields and what he did with what he had is actually more impressive than the first two years of Jalen Hurts' career or the first two years of Josh Allen's career. And then both those teams said, we're going to get you help. And look what those two players blossomed into. Justin Fields is going to play awesome for the next two years. Oh, boy. Your, your mouth, somebody's ears. Oh, actually, our ears. I, yeah, I think it's, yeah, our ears. Our ears. That's how it works. Dan Orlovsky's mouth to our ears. Texter makes a great point. Like, we have lived through times when the Bears would stay, other Bears brass would stay committed and be like, no, we went out and got Chase Claypool. That's our number one guy. Traded a second-round pick for him. So that's our guy. And Ryan Poles said, no, 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 let's let's go ahead and keep adding to that, shall we? And it makes me think about what he said when he made the Claypool trade. It was like, you remember where I come from. You know where I come from. Go get weapons. Because that's the thing about DJ Moore is it, it slots everything else in a much more sensible, possible way. Yeah, I, I think that that is such an obvious thing. Like, but, you know, I was the guy who understood Jamar Chase over Panay Sewell, you know, like for that question for the Bengals. Like, quarterbacks need guys to throw to. And this wide receiver free agency class is bad. It's why they made the Claypool trade, you know? And I thought that the Claypool trade was an overspend at the time, uh, and it ended up going worse than I even thought because I thought that pick was going to be like the 38th or 40th pick in the draft, and it ended up being the 32nd pick uh, in the draft, and Claypool got hurt and wasn't productive and all that. But, like, Poles seems to know that. Like, you you need to upgrade the guys around Justin Fields significantly in terms of who he's going to throw him the ball to. And DJ Moore is a legit, proven, productive dude. So I, I think that is going to be the least of Bears fans' worries going forward. What happens next now that they have two linebackers, a guard, and a receiver, and four picks in the top 64 is where our polls position segments at 3 o'clock, yeah. they're going to just get a little messier. Because they are gonna, they're gonna be filling out the roster with, you know, I, I still think there's like a, a marquee addition still to come, like a big high priced either trader or, or signing, but maybe one more, and then it is gonna start to be, just biding time till the draft, bottom of the roster type value signings, one year deals, mm-hmm. veterans, guys to kind of fill out the roster, and we're gonna say, all right, they they're gonna need to hit on, you know, three or four pieces in the draft if they're gonna have a real chance of taking a step forward this yeah. year. Hey, and if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, maybe you can win the NFC North with eight wins. Yeah, that's that's going to happen, right? I mean, Trey Wingo jumped the gun a little bit earlier today, but I saw Schefter tweet something about how signs are pointing. So you got that going. 
But more than anything, you also have, you know, Mark Murphy of the Packers basically saying it. Basically, <laughs> like, saying, we're really hoping that Aaron doesn't come back there, which got buried on a Friday afternoon because he said it, I believe, at a girls' high school basketball game. Which is, I think, the send-off that Rodgers deserves. I think that's the platform and the continuity. Yeah, I mean, it, it's over. It's just, it just hasn't been reported yet. But, yeah, we can hear Mark Murphy. We'll get it up here in a second. But... It was a, yeah, here it is. All right, so it's certainly been an interesting offseason. Aaron Rodgers technically is under contract with the Packers. What is it that, uh, from this organization's standpoint, where this organization allowed Rodgers to speak with the Jets? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I mean, I can't get into all the details, but, you know, it's a situation where I think we wanted uh, to help Aaron achieve what he wanted as well as the Packers and hopefully... Uh, you know, create a situation where it's kind of a win for both sides. At this point, is it entirely up to Aaron Rodgers on what he wants to do? And then what has the communication been like the last few days and the last few weeks? Yeah, you know, we're still in uh, discussions. I I can't really get into uh, a lot of the specifics. Um, Just... You know, 15 years ago, this Packers organization has been through something very similar with Brett Favre, even with the Jets involved in all of that. How strange has that been? And then what has this organization learned from 15 years ago now using uh, in this year? Yeah, well, obviously, we're very fortunate to have back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And, yeah, it's it was very early in my tenure, so I remember it very well with, uh, uh, with Brett's situation. And, you know, um, it's kind of the happens in our game you know nobody very few players play for only one team Uh, and you know obviously Brett had a great career Aaron had a great career here and uh, regardless of what happens you know Aaron will be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame he'll be in our Hall of Fame and we'll bring him back or retire his number and uh, but this is just one of the things that you go through as a team and uh, you know again we want to try to achieve something that's good for both uh, Aaron and us. Do you think that all of this will be resolved in the next few days? Of course, that March 15th New Year deadline is what everyone is has in their back of their mind. Yeah, this, you know, I think ideally for everybody uh, would be to have this resolved before uh, the start of free agency in March, March 15th. Does this Packers organization believe that Jordan Love could be the face of the franchise, the future, the starting QB for this team? Yeah, we have a lot of confidence in him. I think, uh, you know, no, he's, we drafted him and developed him. A lot of credit goes to our coaches, uh, you know, and to, and to Jordan. Uh, no, but uh, we do think he's ready. That is the president of the Green Bay Packers saying Aaron Rodgers had a good career. <laughs> <laughs> that is a wild thing. They're, they're, and that, listen, it, it's over. He's, he's, he's going to be a jet at this point. It would be so embarrassing if he wasn't for everybody. They're sitting around just waiting for him to announce it. They're so, just, yeah, my, my yeah, I, I, they, they, they know. I mean, like, there's another point in there where he's like, I mean, uh, like, uh, is Rogers coming back? Well, unless if things don't work out the way we would want them. Yeah. You know, so like they, they don't want it back. They're done. They're ready for Jordan Love. They're, they're, they're moving on and they're waiting for Aaron to, to announce it. And he's of course taking his sweet time because he's him. Yeah. My conspiracy theory, and maybe you'll say I'm being too kind to Aaron Rodgers here. I've been known to do that before. Really? It is, does it make any sense? He said he didn't want to hold anyone hostage. Mm. Yes, the league year doesn't officially begin until Wednesday. But like, do we really think 
that the tampering period opened, the Jets and Packers, in theory, are able to enter into negotiations with people, and they truly don't know how this is going to happen? Or is it possible that for some reason, Mm -hmm. trade compensation... Hasn't been whatever it ju- it just hasn't been reported on and like the the eyes haven't been dotted and t's have been crossed this, this if Mark Murphy's talking like that and contracts are able to be agreed upon today sure I mean it wouldn't help Aaron Rodgers' chances of winning in New York if he was holding his new team hostage well oh well there you go see I think that he is a guy who's thoroughly willing to do that he's abs- why because he's because he's about him but but how does it help him uh, uh, how does it help him. It, it just he it, it doesn't uh, I, I I what how does it help him to wait to, yeah to, to at force this point this? yeah he I mean he, he he maybe it's just not ready maybe but he's, he but he signed last year before the free agency opened he said he, said he, was, he was gonna going do to he said he was going to mm-hmm. like what why would it benefit him so you know what I mean just, I just, just I, I feel like it, it's got to be done and we just don't like it's just there's like a he just technicality. wants to make sure he just wants to make sure Danny. Right. He one want, more he, retreat he wants either one more retreat or he wants to make sure that like the psychedelic science convention that he signed up for and scheduled wants to make sure that, that 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 bear that the Jets OTAs don't get in the way of that you know what I mean Texter says isn't it obvious. Rodgers is delaying the announcement because today's a busy news day and he can't get the spotlight that he craves. Oh, there you go. There's that. So he wants to wait another day so or two. So the Jets and Packers know, yeah. but he's not going to officially sign until tomorrow so he can control tomorrow's news cycle. Yeah, well, That's the plan. Here's what he's what he's proven to me the last couple of years is that putting his team in the best position to win is not really a, a high priority. So, like, helping... The Packers with clarity doesn't care about that, obviously. Helping the Packers wide receivers know what's happening on a given play. It's not that interested in that. And helping the Jets, you know, attack free agency in a sensible way. I don't think that's very high on his list. I've now transitioned fully to looking forward to him failing with the Jets. That's where I've gotten. It's hard to keep track I know. of where you are. I understand. Some may call that, you know, flipping or flopping. But I'm just, I'm just channeling my Rogers loathing to its next logical place. And that's, and I've hinted at this. I don't think he's going to do what you have to do when you're a new quarterback uh, on a team and like assimilating yourself and assimilating your teammates. I think it's going to fail miserably. On this big news day, yeah. I brought the bow. We put it on this show next on The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. It's been a long four hours. Afternoons on The Score. Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron going to jo- uh, going to come on at 6 o'clock. Got plenty to talk about. Yeah, they do. What a crazy day, man. I know. Albert Breer just released some of the details on Tremaine Edmonds' contract. The $9.75 million signing bonus. I'm never going to stop being kind of floored by seeing it as a signing bonus. You know? You dream of any contract you might ever sign. Like, hey, how about a little, how about a little signing bonus? Something just for... Me deciding to work with you for longer. How many signing bonuses do you have in your career? Very, very few, Danny. Do you have any? I'm going to say, let's see. I think I got one. I did get one. Really? Yeah, I got one one time. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never had a signing bonus. Yeah. That's exciting. I've certainly asked for him every single time. <laughs> yeah. But the $9.75 million signing bonus that shows up in your account. But really, I mean, when you factor in the tax bracket and the agent and all that, I mean, it's, it's really only like five point six, five and a half million dollars <laughs> hitting your account all at once. Yeah. Really? Could you even That's, be happy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I could. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, just like the things you would do right away, the uh, the, the issues you would remove from your life yeah. with, immediately. It'd be it'd be spectacular. Yeah, yeah like my damn wife. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, Single guy. Yeah, that'd be tough. For yeah, you. but then your issues would come back because life is life. You'd develop other issues. There would just be a different realm of issues. You know. Yeah, they would just hopefully no longer be money related. Right, but but they but they still would be. Yeah, they, they would. They, they still would be. That's just how it works. Yeah. You get some money, then you compare people to have, who has got more money. Uh, comparison is the, the thief of joy. Yeah, where did I just read that today. Just you did? In, yeah, I just saw that somewhere today. Wow. That's that's interesting. I wonder. And, I did not just read that today. I, I, but I, I thought of you from some other conversations we've had in the past, actually. So I, I it's funny that you <laughs> that just I'm a big comparison guy. Well, it's just. It's, Teddy it's, Roosevelt, right? Is yeah, it Teddy Roosevelt? I think it's his. Yeah, is Eleanor yeah. Roosevelt. No, his name is Theodore. No <laughs> Thank you. Actually, they didn't call him Eleanor. Actually, that that quote came from Roosevelt Colvin, I believe. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, today of all days, comparison comparison is the is the is the thief of joy. Real easy thing to say. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. yeah. Um, because but- we all, I mean, we all do it. Some of us just admit it more. This is going to drive me crazy where I happened to see that today. Now I've gotten it twice in one day. It's a good quote. It is a good quote. Right? Yeah. Don't don't let your joy be stolen. But I mean, how do you how do you not you know, if you if you walk out, if you're walking know, around man. and like that guy's got a really nice car and you're hey. driving next to him and you're like, oh, that's a nice car. You're, you, you're doing some form of comparison there. You, you laugh at it. I always think of the Smith song, a great Morrissey lyric. We hate it when our friends become successful. You know, with this very fun little light lyric. It's just very funny. Yeah. It's acknowledging that that's just in you sometimes. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Tremaine Edmonds. <laughs> you hate it that he's successful. $9.75 million signing bonus. Good gig. Yeah. If you can get bad, it's a front-loaded contract. I should have been 6'5", and a terrific NFL linebacker. I was going to say, I think the only difference between you and Tremaine Edmonds is, being six is, five. is, is your height. I agree. That checks out. Yeah, I can't really think of any other differences between the two of you. Sal Capasio was on the show today. Yes. He covers the Bills and Tremaine Edmonds. TJ Edwards himself was on the show. He's the first Bear player to sign in this period. He's the first... NFL player to agree to a contract in the tampering window. Zach Berman from The Athletic covers the Eagles was on the show as well. Chris Tannehill doing a lot of work for us at home today. Thank you, sir. Tyler Buterbaugh doing a great job in on the board for Chris Tannehill. Connor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka, Twitch chat video stream. Thank you, sirs. Shane Reardon, our executive producer. Thank you, sir. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkins and Spiegel. This is the score. Listen, of course it feels great. I'll be honest with you, I'm exhausted, so... Like, I just, you know, I want to go home, put the feet up, drink a beer, and just, you know, so it feels real good. I'm just proud of them. I really am. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.